0: supportive families. This is Emily Penrod. My guest today is Susan Escalante, mother of six and grandmother, and the creator of the YouTube channel MimaZone. Susan, welcome. Hey, thank you, thank you for having me on. And tell us about your YouTube channel. Okay, well, a few years ago, a couple
1: of my grandchildren were leaving and they moved to um, Arizona, I live in Utah, And they were really little, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to do the things I would like to do with them. And I would really like one of the things would be reading with them or reading to them. And so I thought, well, how can I instill in them the importance of reading and also, you know, continue a bond with them? And so I decided to start the YouTube channel Mima Zone TV, and what I do is I read stories to little kids, oh, from babies on up to maybe age seven, and I just read children's books. I did read a couple of chapter books, but as of right now, I'm just reading children's books, and uh, they really enjoyed it. And then they've gotten a little bit older, and one of them, I asked him last semester in school, I said, "So, what is your favorite subject?" And he said, "Reading," and I said. Wow, okay, In my
0: mind I'm thinking, okay, that paid off. Yeah. So, yeah. And reading is important. I I understand, you know, a student's success in school is largely based on reading. If they enjoy reading, school's easy. Yes, reading of course is so important in all academics
1: and because, you know, the majority of it is reading, Um, And learning and doing, but I also wanted to share a story that I hadn't really given a lot of thought to how greatly important reading and writing was, literacy was, until I heard the story. So I wanted to share that with you today. I have a friend named Ye Samake, and he grew up in Mali, West Africa. He had a family of 17 children in his family. His dad was the chief of the village where they lived, Wuli Wulisibugu is the name of the, of the village. And his dad was the chief. And, his, and what was typical at that time was that all of the children would help at home, and they wouldn't really go to school very much. I mean, you know, if they could get away, they would go to school. His neighbors and his other family members said to the dad, okay, if you put your kids in school, you guys are going to be starving because the only way we eat around here is if everybody pitches in and, and they have food to eat. And his father said, yes, my children will know hunger, but they will not know the darkness of illiteracy. Wow! And right. It was really powerful when I heard the story and I was told that they couldn't even read a letter. If a letter somehow made its way to the village, they had to travel to another village to get somebody to read the letter to them because they didn't have literacy in their village so the children did did go hungry at night if the little children were hungry the mom would give them a sip of water and tie a bandana around their tummies to push in so that it didn't feel so bad so it didn't hurt so bad and that's how they would just continue to make it they would just go to school and they would just continue to go even though they were hungry and now every one of his brothers and sisters and himself have finished school and have gone on to college, and this year, in fact, in 11 days, what's today, the 19th? In 10 days, the people, the 15-plus million people of the country of Mali will be voting on whether or not he will be their next president. He is running for president Uh in Mali. So the father made a great sacrifice. The children made a great sacrifice by going to school but that's how valuable reading is because now they're able to understand how the world works they're no longer going to have to be living the same old life style over and over and over again each child can now as an adult can pick their own life that they want to live and follow their own dreams and create their own journeys
0: so that's how important reading is that is a powerful story i love it and it's true you know i think i think in our country we tend to take it for granted because it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we
1: think that everybody reads, but not everybody can read. And, and people are embarrassed if they cannot read. Yes. So there are centers uh, available for people who want to read. And there are people just, you know how Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, yes. you know how his mom always said, whenever there's a crisis or an or emergency or anything bad happening, look around for the helpers. And so that's how it is right now. There are always helpers around that will help people read if they will just not be embarrassed about the stigma of not reading. Because even if you're, you know, even if you're an adult and you can't read, it would still be better for a person to humble themselves enough to ask for help and to learn how to read than to spend the rest of their life without being able to read.
0: That's true. That's true. And I love what you did for your grandchildren by setting up this they can watch grandma reading they can still have story time with grandma and what an important role grandparents play in teaching literacy it's true it's true and you know as a child
1: i used to enjoy reading so much that my mother allowed me to walk to the library by myself when i was just seven maybe eight years old and i would go to the library and the librarian was my friend and she would help me pick out books and then I would come home and read them. And I was the oldest of six children. And my responsibilities were to help my mom with the other kids. And, and in the summertime, I can't even imagine how boring it would have been for a child, for myself, if I didn't have reading. Because through reading, I was able to use my imagination that would take me to places I otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to be. Because our imaginations are limitless. And I also, and I know that you work with families, uh, with children that have special needs, and I believe that storytelling and reading and sharing and helping them use their imagination will help them also to just, like, like when I was a kid, just, you know, take me away somewhere. Let me have an opportunity to experience
0: something through the eyes of somebody else. It's true. It does. It does make a difference. And having someone read to them, too Uh uh-huh starts instills that love of reading that love of learning
1: when i was in boise i was attending uh last october i attended women's ignite international uh convention and somebody approached me afterwards and asked if i would consider reading books for people who were homebound and i had never thought of that before i haven't done that yet because i just quite frankly don't have the time right now but that's an You know, but people that are homebound would also like to have somebody come by and read for them just because it breaks up the sameness of every day. Exactly. So um, so if anybody's hearing us talk right now and they have an inspiration to read to somebody who's homebound or somebody who could really uh, appreciate, you know, somebody who's rehabilitating or somebody who could appreciate just having an opportunity to hear something different than they normally hear. That, that would be awesome if they could follow that.
0: A, a wonderful way to give back to the community. You bet. You bet. Reading is amazing. I know you created your YouTube channel for your grandchildren, but I'm assuming it's available for anyone. Yes, it is available to everyone. I've um, actually
1: had people um, in South Korea, Canada, United Kingdom. Those are my top three countries right now, people that are watching my YouTube channel. Um, And plus the the United States is number one. And then the other three that I mentioned. So I think that the people in South Korea might be listening to it and watching it so that they can learn how to speak English. I'm not sure. So there's that added bonus for that. It is, uh, it is available everywhere. And, and I have, I have a Facebook page for the Mima zone channel and I have the YouTube channel. I have a Twitter and I also have Instagram. So it, it's available. In fact, if you Google Mima's Zone, M-I-M-A-Z-O-N-E, it'll come up. So it's pretty easy to
0: find. Yeah, just Google me. <laughs> well, that's great. So you've raised six children. You're a grandmother now. Do you have any advice for parents? Yes, I have a couple of tips that really have helped. As Okay, so I was the oldest
1: sister, and then I, I'm a mom and a grandma, and one of the most valuable things that I have learned along the way is that when it's bedtime to have a bedtime routine. Because I have been around other families and they just kind of let their kids run crazy until they fall asleep on the floor wherever they happen to be. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't seem to work as well. The kids would wake up and they're not as rested. So, so I think that one of the most valuable things we can do for our children is teach them how to fall asleep. And stay asleep so that they can get a sound sleep, so that they're refreshed and and empowered to do the all the tasks that they they need to do the
0: next day. And so yes, bedtime routine. That's my that's my main important thing that I like to share with people. And I'm assuming that part of that bedtime re- routine is reading. Bedtime sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It is in our family.
1: Uh, I know some people like singing, so they like. Yeah will you sing a song to me before I go to sleep or can we sing a couple of songs? So whatever that happens to be, but you know, brushing teeth, washing face, maybe shower and bath, whatever, whatever the parents determine is the bedtime routine. And then just as the children approach that time of day and they know that this is happening and this is happening and this is happening every day, it's the same. And then when it's time to go to sleep, they already are in the mood of relaxing and ready to just put their head on the pillow and and they feel loved and they're going to go to sleep
0: yes i've also heard it referred to as sleep hygiene it's just part of the that routine that's wonderful that's wonderful well, well yeah. Susan, thank you so much for joining us and sharing what you're doing it's my pleasure
1: thank you for inviting me and i'm really happy to be able to to be with you today thank you so much all and right you. You have a great day thank you you too